They say April showers bring May flowers. Well, this May, for Mother's Day, birthdays, anniversaries, and all your floral needs, head to Cam Florist, where flowers can be purchased online and in person right down the street from the historic Motown Museum. Bring your own vase or order from scratch. Make sure to let someone you love know how much they mean to you with Cam Florist Arrangements. Located at Brazelton's Florist and camflorist.com. Rant much? Rant much? Rant much? Hi guys, it's Naya here. And Tuli. And this is another episode of Rant Much, a podcast for black girls that talk too much. So we're back and better than ever. And I'm sure we're that you are- back, baby. We're <laughs> back. I'm so excited to be back. I'm so excited to be back. You have no idea. It has <laughs> I'm sure you guys are wondering minute. what happened. Right? Like you guys are like, what's what what's going on? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let's give them a little backstory and why yeah. we have been out for a minute okay so we had the mother's episode Naya had hers and I wasn't on and um I had mine and Naya wasn't on and um yeah it was it was pretty cool just hearing you know Naya's conversation with her mom and mine with my mom then this after that we came back and we were both on and then the very next week guys you know what that one is on me I'm gonna take it okay (laughs) So, as you know, we've changed our recording times to 6 a.m. SA time and midnight Michigan time. Because, you know, before I moved out, guys, I was a a morning bird, you know, like an early riser. You know, one of those people who just wake up at 5.30 for no reason. She just thought that was okay, y'all. Like, she she didn't do it for punishment. That was who she is. (laughs) Like, what? like, Like, I did it. I did it like as a personality trait. You yeah. Know? Yeah. I move into my own place, which definitely doesn't get as much natural lighting as my room at home did. Mm-hmm. So it's always dark in here. It is <laughs> always dark. And then my sleeping patterns decided to go, okay, girl, <laughs> you are in darkness and you think it's midnight all the time. So you're not going to get up. You don't know when it's 6 a.m. There is no sun that comes to wake you up. And so we were supposed to record last week and your girl didn't set an alarm because that's the only way I can get up. Forgot to set an alarm and I slept right through the night and the morning and it was the best sleep of my life. (laughs) I woke up at 8 o'clock and Naya was like, girl, we're still recording, right? That was the last message I got from her and I was like, oh, crap. And then Naya was on vacation with her family because I think she left that day or the next day. So yeah, yeah, yeah recording yeah, was. was out. Yeah, and we just decided, you know, let's just take the week to rest. I think we've been consistent enough to have earned the rest. I yeah. think a lot of you guys needed to catch up on some episodes because I think we're moving a little bit too fast for people. You really know? fast. So yeah, let us know if you missed us in the break. I definitely missed y'all. I, I miss being behind the mic. Bro, it feels like we haven't been talking to you all in what feels like five ever. Like, I don't know why, mm. but it just feels so long. Like, I just, I don't know. I'm all ready for it. I'm ready for the show. I'm ready for the action. But, Tools, yeah. even though we didn't record last week, what's new in your life, dude? What's going on? Catch us up. <sighs> what's new in my life? What's new in my life? What's new in my life? 
<laughs> I was literally just telling Naya this now. I think we're both in a very weird space about performing. Yeah. Um, about acting because you know what? The industry is not an easy place. Yeah. I mean, Tell it's me not an easy it. place. So yeah, this past week I've been battling like a lot of feelings about like I just don't know if this acting thing is working for me. Not because mm. I don't love acting. I, I love it. Okay. But it, I think it just gets, I, I've been quite exhausted at like shooting my shot, right? Mm. Um, yeah. I graduated three years ago, 2018. Um, well, two years ago, because 2019 was my first year like out of school. Um, and I've never booked, like in terms of like a TV or commercial job. Obviously, I'm quite active still in the theater. I still make theater work. Um and that's incredible. But trying to break into film and TV is a difficult thing. And um, I'm hard, getting man. quite exhausted. I'm getting exhausted. You know, like, y'all, if you're, if you're not an artist or an auditioner, like, it, it, it's almost like it takes a part of you every single time. Because yes. you read a brief, you see yourself in that character, and you're like, oh my word, I want this. Or you're like, oh my word, she's so cool. I'd love to play someone like her. I think and you get your hopes up. I mean, your heart is in it. It's not just work. You're not just typing no. up a document. Yeah. Your heart, your mind, and then you dress like her. And then you, you put up your camera and you, you, you do these auditions, the self-tape, and you do it 65 times because you want to get it right. And you have and to do your hair a certain type of way and ugh. make sure it's the right time. And I think what is frustrating for me as well is I want to do all of this this book work, but why would you do a ton of book work on a character that you may not even book? Yo, you know, like yo, I want to take the time to Naya. dissect this character, but I don't even know the whole character because you only give me one scene for the and character. The thing is, and the thing is, the best thing to do is for us to do the book work yes. to understand the character yes. more because I mean I think the work will reflect in the way that we approach the character yes. once we've like done the beats and figured out who she is and given her our own backstory yes it's hard to do that with a scene with just one scene but it's not impossible but True. then the emotional capacity to be able to do that Naya the time it takes to sit for one scene for one character when you know you're going to get another audition next week yep. or in two weeks time is like this it's is, a full time this job is, this is taxing it's a full time <laughs> job on top of it's your job lot. that actually pays for your bills oh my word like it's yes, not the only thing that. i'm doing it is there's i'm that. doing this in between working well at least for there's me that. i got an audition last week and i was on vacation y'all like i was yeah. working a job on vacation not in the state not near any of my normal stuff didn't have my tripod my siblings are playing the other roles for me they're not actors um and i mean they do the best that they can they sound they're they're great i love them they're great to work they're my siblings for peace (laughs) sakes like who else do you know better than your siblings right but then they're great don't have my tripod so now i'm like okay make sure you hold your hand still and i'm also Mm. directing i'm also producing like honestly when you're doing self-tapes what i've realized more and more is the fact that it's not so much your performance it's about more like can you direct yourself and that's really hard to direct yourself and then you look at your friends and you're like, oh, this take that they did, their perspective on the character is better than mine. Which one mm. are they actually going for? Oh, just for? different. Yeah, it's just, just completely, completely different. different. It's like, yeah. that's not how I said that. And then I you watch that. yourself and you're like, what? 
I am so bad at this. Yes. <laughs> like I had a voiceover audition yesterday that I woke up and I did and I was just like even sending it to my agent, I was like, Oh my word, I just don't feel like I'm good at this. Like I just don't feel like I'm good at anything yeah. at this point. And you know what? Like I think it's all good and well to say like I'm the best. I know I'm great. I know I'm talented. It's just a matter of time. And 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 that's great. It's a great attitude to have. But I think if you're human like us, <laughs> if you have yeah. some blood running through your veins and have any sort of like emotions, you will know that it gets really taxing to yeah. constantly be your own hype man. Because the reality is in our industry, that's what it is. The the validation of other people giving you work or saying you're great or saying your performance moved them is the only way that we know that we're doing our jobs, right? Pretty much. As an actor, you cannot, you cannot on a stage, on a show, wherever you are, wherever you're performing, perform and deliver this monologue and be like, yeah, that moved me. Yeah, oh, oh, that did no. a lot for me. Because that's not your job. No. <laughs> that's not your job. It's if that's what you're job. saying, you probably sucked because you moved yeah. yourself, not me. And your it's job is not to move. your job. It's your job to create this story as authentically and real as possible mm-hmm. so that they understand the story. If they, as a yeah. byproduct, feel something, great, cool. That's on you. That's very Brecht. We don't want you to have a like a whole yeah. philosophical moment, right? And personally, that isn't yeah. really my job to inspire you. However, if it happens, that's great. That's awesome. My job is to tell the story as truthfully as freaking possible. Mm. Now, I don't completely know that until someone else tells me, exactly. <laughs> which is why you have a director. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, Self my job you is don't not to that. move myself. No. Know? My job is not to move myself and make myself feel all of these emotions. My no. agent always says, like, the performance is never about you. Like, no. it's never about what it does for you. So, like, a lot of times actors will come out of um, castings and be like, I don't know how I felt about that. I did a take, and then I really liked that take, and then the director asked to do something else, and after that she said I was it was fine I could leave and I just I hated the second take and she's always like it's not about <laughs> what that what that performance did for nope. you you know you don't experience yourself as a performer you're living in it and you're doing the work but you're not seeing what it's doing to other people yeah. nor are you privy to that feeling so yeah it's it's a really tough space to be in I, and I'm, I'm i'm not feeling extremely positive in this phase of my life i'm not going to lie i feel it <laughs> so, and i think uh, that's also important too like do we have yeah. to feel positive all the time probably freaking not probably uh, not probably <laughs> not it's a part of life i'm too. really tired right now yeah I'm, I'm tired of the hope you know also the hope yeah. is it's it's a tough thing man it's hard to be hopeful all the freaking time like Oof. So, yeah, I, I'm just really taking life as it comes right now. Desperately needing a vacation. Desperately needing a break. Yeah. Def- desperately needing um, a theater process at the same time that's just going to change my life. Desperately needing a new character to sink into. I just desperately need a um, million dollars also. Like, I desperately need a lot of things. <laughs> desperately. <laughs> million dollars is a little random. But also, when does anyone not need a million dollars? Like, honestly... I would be very happy. I can think of a couple right? people. I can think of a couple Man, people. they ain't real. Who, who they ain't real people. <laughs> to me, there's like there's like rich people and then there's real people. They're not real people. Yeah. <laughs> there's no That's way. True. That's true. There's no way. There's no ways. <laughs> Anyways, let's get to 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 the topic today. Yeah, yeah. Okay, let's get to it. 
So as you guys know, and you can see by the title, we are talking about the importance of sisterhood. I saw actually one of my fave YouTubers uh, talk about this on their YouTube channel. And I thought this would be such an amazing topic to dive into. Wait, um, which YouTuber? Let's start there. <laughs> I think her name is Gatlekhole Bukhang. Yeah, okay. Gatlekhole Bukhang is her name. Um, okay. She's also an actress. Um so yeah pretty pretty dope episode like just getting into like what sisterhood has done for us but i think mm-hmm. obviously we are who we are we are right much so we're definitely gonna go in a little bit deeper so get your snorkels ready because it's about to get deep okay <laughs> um, i love that i love that <laughs> i was like where is she going with this i love that <laughs> where are the snorkels going <laughs> so naya for you what would you say defines a good uh circle of sisters Ooh, that's a good question. I think, as we talked about in, like, the friendship breakup episode, and even in hindsight, some more things have happened since then, guys. Like, yeah, life has happened. Yeah. Life has occurred. So much. Uh, as we said, life is life right? So Life is life-ing so well, hard. So hard on all of us. Oh, my gosh. I just thought of a saying. It's like, she got hands. She ain't taking me out, but she got hands, okay? I love that <laughs> meme. <laughs> that definitely has hands. Got some hands. But uh, what I would define as a good circle of sisters is people who are supportive, who are there for you, who we always say this phrase of like keeping it real, but like what does that really freaking mean? I don't know. But at least for me yeah. personally, it's like they are bluntly honest with you to a fault. And they mm-hmm. also know when it's okay to not be bluntly honest with you. Like, yeah, that is who to we shut are. shut the fuck up. Yeah, like, there's Sometimes a time and a place. <laughs> like, if you see... Yeah. I literally had a girlfriend, like, I want to tell you that I was I was right all along, but you're <laughs> sitting up here crying in my living room. And I'm not going to tell you that because this is not the time. And it was, like, perfect timing in my crying that she's, like, rubbing my back and I just bust out laughing and crying harder. It was beautiful. It was great. It was awesome. And that's mm. honestly one of those gorgeous beautiful moments that I remember in my friendships I I can call my girls up at any time um and I think we also talked about like when we were talking about this episode like sisterhood is one thing when it's your all of your girlfriends right but black sisterhood is a whole nother level right it's it feels drastically different it it feels about that so the show girlfriends is funny because it's it's almost a caricature, right, of the black friend group. There's, like, the one friend that's, like, really woke. And then there's, like, the one friend who's, like, really bougie. And then there's the yeah. other friend who's, like, the pure romantic, overly driven one, right? And then uh, Maya is, like, the character who's, like, she's not... She she got pregnant at a really young age, and she may not have all, of like, the the criteria of everyone else, like the credentials of everyone else, but she's still the one who keeps it quote unquote real. Right. So she's the blunt one of the group and she has no problem saying it because she's like, y'all got all these credentials. Well, the thing that makes me me is the fact that I'm honest and I'm not about to take that away from who I am. Right. And so I think Mm -hmm. in every black sisterhood circle, you have these different facets of these different individuals. So Joan is supposed to be like the mom of the group. She always has to like mm-hmm. mom and take care of everyone. She's the one who who wants to but take care of everybody. Also, because she's always she's the most stable, right? So yeah, that's true too. She's got a home. She's got a car. She's got yes. money. And moms normally have homes, cars, and money. Exactly. She <laughs> so has moms no choice. Can take care. 
Like, exactly, exactly. it's like she has to be the stable one, but she also is naturally just the stable one. And when she's not yeah. stable, the whole group starts to fall apart, right? Like the whole group Absolutely. starts to shake and quiver because mom isn't okay. Um, Absolutely. So if and, and Tony somehow, isn't, she's the glue. <laughs> Yeah, she's the glue. glue, right? Yeah. Yeah. Whereas Tony is the exact opposite. Tony is bougie as fuck and still is like all over the place. She's only dating niggas for money. Okay, that is that is literally her MO. Okay, if you ain't got enough and money, don't even give a turn shit her. about anyone. Doesn't give a herself. shit. And but she loves her girls, and that's the one thing that's yeah. true is like she will go to bat for Joan. Mm. Now, later on, yeah. I'm sorry spoilers alert, but later on we see that like there is a lot of issues with that right like she is the toxic friend she's the quote-unquote toxic friend very toxic very Very. toxic because everything is about her and you're just supposed Mm -hmm. to go along with it and Mm -hmm. if you have a problem with that it's your fault not hers right and joan is always the one who makes excuses for her over and over and Mm -hmm. over again and then at the end of the see of the show the season it's like okay i finally do me and joan does it in a really unhealthy way but she finally doesn't take tony's shit and that's when the friend group falls apart. Like, yeah, I would say that's the extreme version and probably the very unhealthy version of a black sister <laughs> stereotype type thing. But there's in truth many to ways, it. Ways though, yeah. In many ways, I was gonna say, like, in many ways, it's informed the way um, sisterhood plays out in the lives of the audience members or people yeah. who are so invested in the show because we then want to find a Joan and then we identify with people who are Tonys and then we are yeah. Myers ourselves or Lynn's, you know. Yeah. But I also think that as beautiful as that show is and, and every other show that focuses um, their storyline around black sisterhood is I think it's so glorified and romanticized to have a circle of friends, a yes. squad of girls, yes. you know. And growing up in high school, that's all I wanted. I just wanted a squad, okay? Because I went to a very small Christian school. There were not enough black girls to make a squad, okay? Tell me about it. Um, Tell me about it. And so when I left high school, I was on the hunt for a circle. <laughs> I need a squad. I need my squad. <laughs> And I got a squad and it was beautiful and it was fun. But what I struggled with was getting to the depth of friendship that I required. So there are five of us in the squad. I cannot be equally close to all five or four of you. And it shouldn't be. It's so weird when you are. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's weird when you are. It is weird when you are. So I think for me, I've, I've had to do undo a whole lot of that. I had yeah. to undo a whole lot of like a squad or the absence of a squad doesn't mean you don't have girlfriends. It yes. doesn't mean you don't have a supportive, like you said, group of friends who will tell you the truth when you need it and, you know, shut the fuck up when, they, when you don't. Yeah. So for me, sisterhood has become individual sisters in different points of my life who know me at different spaces of my life yeah you know i have a friend from primary school but literally just one (laughs) who i still talk to who was still close with i never miss a birthday she never misses my birthday um i've got like one actually from high school i think uh if i'm if i'm not mistaken and same thing with her. We check in. We, we don't miss each other's birthdays. We're super close. 
And then I have a couple from university who I met, though, in different spaces. Yeah. So I have one who I met in res, so where I was living in res, who literally lived a couple of doors down from me for a year or two. And then I have one that I met also in res, but she left res after a year, so she knows me in a different context. And then I have one from campus who wasn't a res girl, who just was a day student. So all my sisters know me in a different capacity, in a different context, and can speak to my life from a different perspective, you know? Um, and yeah, sure, I've tried to bring my friends together, like birthday parties and stuff like that, and I thought to myself, wow, they're just going to meet and they're going to connect and they're going to be besties and we're going to be besties. And Bro, I wanted that more than anything in the world. I still want that. I'm not even going to hold you up. <laughs> I still want that. I still want a party that someone puts together for me that all of my friends from every walk of my life come together and mm. y'all just click with new people. I love connecting people. Yeah. So to yeah. me, that sounds beautiful. I love beautiful. connecting people. I get it. I get it. And it's just never happened. You yeah. know, like people are their own people. Um, and, Amen. Uh, <laughs> Amen. I, I also think you attract different types of people. Like, I had a friend who did not like one of my friends. Like, did not like one of my closest friends. After a birthday party, she was like, you should not be friends with her. She is so rude. She is so, like, just, you know, um, what's the word when you, like, vulgar. Oh, And that friend was the Maya in my life and is the Maya (laughs) in my life. You know, like, she will tell you what she is thinking at all times and the thing is about her is like you're thinking it too you're just not saying it yeah and you need (laughs) that you need that though yeah and long story (laughs) short that friend who told me not to be friends with my friend is no longer my friend well (laughs) so you know sometimes you need to take things yeah you need you need you need to call you need to take things with a pinch of salt i think we also need to really discern the types of people that we allow in our lives and the types of people that we listen to you know, yeah. and take counsel from, you yeah. know, we can be friends, but I don't have to take all your counsel. Cause sometimes guys, absolutely, I, I don't want to be you and I don't want to, I don't want what you have. Yeah. So for me personally, if I can't look at your life and say, wow, that's a beautiful part of your life. And I know that you know a lot about this particular part of life. So when you speak on this matter, I'm going to listen. Like, if there is nothing, not that I'm saying, like, if you ain't shit, I'm not listening to you. But, like, (laughs) I just think there should be value in who you are as a person before I will take your advice and run with it, personally. You got to know who the advice is being given from, right? So, like, I think there's the advice, but then there's also, like, who's the person giving the advice? It's like, if the same information can be said by five different people to you, but depending on who the person is telling it to you, you might not hear it, right? Because Mm -hmm. depending on your relationship with that person, you may not want to hear it. Um, I forget what book I actually read that in. I think it it was some book about leading a team, actually. It was, like, depending on the advice that you're being given, the advice you get from your supervisor and then the same advice being given to you by your coworker is going to sound different because you have different relationships with those people. And that's where you got to decipher and read between the lines, which I'm learning is takes maturity, right? It, it takes mm-hmm. maturity to not hear, wow, I'm a fucking shit show. But instead, like, it's not that I'm a fucking shit show. I'm human and I have faults and mm-hmm. I need to work on these things. It's not going to happen tomorrow and maybe not next week, but I need to be more aware of the fact that I do this thing. Thank you for sharing, even if it wasn't from the person I necessarily wanted it to be from. Um, But again, that takes maturity and that takes time to get to that point, right? Um, And not everybody will even get there. (laughs) So I definitely hear you on that. Definitely hear you on that. So Tuli, which sister are you in the circle? 
Oof. This is tough because I don't have a circle, like I said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I think the type of friend. Oh, and that's also such a weird question. You <laughs> write that question. You wrote the I question. I wrote the question. Damn it, guys. What kind of friend? I listen. It was it was quarter to six. Okay, and I was like, oh, let me get these talking points out. Which sister are <laughs> you? Let's say that. <laughs> okay, which sister am I? I think I'm definitely the definitely the one that my friends come to for advice. Yes. Um, yes. I'm definitely, I don't want to say the voice of reason, but mm. I think I have a very clear perspective on a lot of things. Yes. Um, I know where I stand about a lot of things. I've been through a lot in my life that yes. um, would inform my position on certain things. Yes. Uh, I've not been through everything. No. <laughs> I've not been <laughs> You've been through enough, I've not right? Been married and divorced. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I'm definitely like, I find that a lot of my friends really do care what I have to say about things. Yeah. Um, Myself included. In I, yes. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes it can get really tough, right? Because sometimes yeah. I don't think anything about your situation. like, or, or sometimes I don't have very cute thoughts about your situation. Yeah. And it's landed me in a lot of hot water with my <laughs> friends because I'm going to tell you what you ask me what I think. Or Look. I need to also learn that when people bring their situations to me, they're not necessarily asking for my advice. <laughs> They're no. just talking. <laughs> yes. Sometimes they don't actually want your advice. And then it's just like, oh, no. shit. I just told you what I bluntly think. Oops. Sorry. Yeah. Like. Yeah. And you oh, didn't ask funny. for it. I'm so sorry. I, I gave that to you for free. free <laughs> unsolicited advice. Talking. Oops. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I'm definitely the unsolicited advice friend. But I'm learning not to do that. Because. Yeah. Wow. It's so hard for me to think of the kind of friend I am, honestly, because I've been in such a weird space with friendship lately. I'm really in a phase of rebuilding. Yeah. I'm really in a phase of starting over with friendships. Yeah. I'm making new friends. I have friends, like I have a friend that I met on Instagram. We went out on a date and I'm obsessed with her, you know? Wow. So I'm really trying to rebuild my understanding of friendship myself. Um, but what I do know of myself right now is I'm definitely someone who's able to advise yeah um i think i'm funny as fuck so i'm <laughs> definitely the funny friend oh she definitely is guys definitely okay this girl could write a whole sketch comedy show and i'd i'd sit in the front row i'm funny as fuck but i also would like to think of myself as a safe place i would yeah. love to think that especially now that i've got my own place mm-hmm. i would love to think that my friends can always be like girl come over i mean girl can i come over can we just have some wine and talk? Can we just have some wine mm. and watch Netflix? I would love to think of myself as that friend. I don't know if I am, but mm. I would love to think of myself <laughs> as that friend. I would love to say I also do that for others. Um, but I can't say for sure. My friends yeah. are going to have to uh, chime in on that one. <laughs> what about you? What kind of friend are you? I am definitely the mom. <laughs> I'm, I'm definitely mm. the mom um, in my friend group. For different friends, for different moments, um, for different seasons, right? So yeah. I'm, I'm in the season of oh, you can't take your own advice, how cute, <laughs> type thing. I'm always <laughs> giving advice to other people, and now mm. it feels like all the advice I've ever given to anyone about anything in life is now causing me to have to uh, answer for my sins right um and it's a very interesting season to be in because it's like but I want to be that person but I'm also just not there yet like I I feel like it's a very humbling experience and it's really nice because it's like oh I finally get it I finally get what you all have been talking about but I will say 
um, I have formed these beautiful new relationships. I've gotten a lot closer to my coworkers here lately. Um, even my roommate and I, like we weren't like best friends when we first, like we were really close friends, but now we're like best friends now. Like, and mm-hmm. I, I really appreciate mm-hmm. that. And that relationship is different. Love that. Um, yeah. us as business partners, like our, our relationship has deepened and I really cherish that because that I, I haven't necessarily had that yet. Like Julie and I have been talking for what, almost two years now. And now that we have mm. this whole platform, that's another layer to the friendship. Right. Yeah. Um, and oof, so, that's a whole, oof, and that's, and that's a, a whole thing to unpack, right? Yeah. How we move from being friends to being business partners. Ooh, what a yeah. difficult transition. Yeah. What a tricky one. But anyways, continue. Sorry yeah. to interrupt. No, you're fine. Like, that's what... I mean, and we're kind of figuring that out, right? Like, yeah. we're figuring how different we are. Like, we are very similar. And we, we knew we had differences. But it's also... Yeah. At time, I was literally just explaining to my mom yesterday. I was like, it's scary how much me and Tuli think alike at times. Like we, to me, it feels like we are a coin, but on different sides sometimes. Like she's the head and I'm the tailor, vice versa, right? But it's still the same coin. It's just, depending on the day, you're not necessarily the same, you're not the same person, right? Um, So that's always interesting and fun to deal with and play with. And then I've been really struggling with this idea of like being the judgmental one. So as much as I'm the mom and the advisor and I'm always the one that people just unload all the crap on because, I mean, for as young as I can remember, quite frankly, like people have always trusted me with their secrets, Mm. with who they are as a person, Mm. with their deepest, darkest fears and all that other stuff. Have I always been able to do that vice versa? Not necessarily. But I'm really good at discerning Mm. who I can and can't unload on. Um, So that's always been really interesting where like I'm the mom, but that doesn't mean I can do that right back. Like, like a mom, you know, you can't do that to your kids. It's not healthy, but your kids should be able to do that with you. Right. So it's very interesting when you're not literally a mom, you're a friend, but that's kind of exactly. how you play inside the group. Exactly. And then it becomes really coming uncomfortable. Coming out of that mindset. Yes. Coming out of that. Okay. So you define yourself as the mom in the friendship, but also remembering that you're not in the mom. mom. No. And you should not be able to feel like, you should not feel like your friends can offload and dump on you and you can't do the same. And I felt like that for the longest time in so many of my friendships, yeah. my existing friendships, existing friendships. Like I have friends right now who will literally tell me about their entire lives and I'll be like, mm, wow, I really, th- yeah, I, I agree. They know a smidge of what I go through and, and what, and, and it's not because like, oh, I've got nothing going on. You don't ask. It genuinely is that mindset. It's, it's that mindset. It's like, either you don't ask or like, I just think of you as a child now. And I hate yes. that. Like, I want to undo yes. that. I need to undo that. And it's, it's very uncomfortable. You can't take it. Yes. You can't take what I'm about to say. Yes. Or like, Ugh, it's too much for her. Let me just. Let because me you're going to make it about yourself. Feelings. Like, it, sometimes there's even moments when I'm like, I want to unload our relationship but you're gonna make this about you, you. yeah i want to unload about our relationship yeah. you and me me and this person and all i can yeah. think about in my head is they're going to make this about themselves I, sometimes i literally have to preface it for some for some people in my life please do not think about this being you think about it as it being someone else it's another one of my friends you just happen to be listening to it right mm. and from there it's kind of like okay, now we can have the conversation. But in the back of my head, I still know that you're still considering like, damn, I really did that to you. I'm so sorry that I made you that uncomfortable. I'm like, that, yes, I, I really appreciate mm-hmm. the I'm sorry. But at this time and place, I, I really just wanted to unload how I felt about a certain situation. 
Um, I will say me and my one girlfriend have this really great rule because she got really fed up with me giving the unsolicited advice at times or cutting her (laughs) off in the middle of conversations when she wasn't done. And she's one of those people who tumble talks. She's like us. Like she will just rant and rant and rant. And we have a code where it's like, A, do you want advice or do you just want me to listen? So we usually say that at the beginning of the conversation or like near the end. And that's when you know how to proceed forward, right? So now you're not crossing Mm. boundaries. It's very clear. Before that, you say, I just need to get this out. So please just let me talk. This is one of those Mm. times when I just need to let it out. Cool. You do that. It's to the point where at this point in our relationship, I don't even ask or expect her to say that. Um what is that uh credit disclaimer there you go say that disclaimer i just let her talk and i'm just silent (laughs) and until she's done she's like you still there i'm like yep i'm here i'm like "Uh uh-huh yeah (laughs) just let her know that i'm there but then she'll be like okay i'm done i'm like you sure anything else she's like nope i'm done and then that's when i go is that okay (laughs) no sometimes Sometimes you're not Yes, sometimes you have like those, like you know, like you're you're done, and then you've got the aftershocks. Yes, like, residual effects. She had the nerve. Yes. To say, you know, yes. like you need you need the residuals. Yes. You know? I have a friend who's actually um, really good at that with me because he knows that's how I talk. It's like I will yeah. realize all these things that I wanted to say, right? And I had all these emotions, and in me talking, I discover new emotions and new things that I absolutely. actually think about that situation. And what's different is with me and my other friend, I usually like, we proceed after. I was like, oh, I just wanted to listen. Typically, even when my friend says, I just wanted you to listen, she eventually will say, actually, I do want your advice though. (laughs) Because that's why you're coming to someone else, right? Like you could have talked to a therapist (laughs) or talked to a family member and just like, I just need somebody to listen and walk away. But typically how conversation works is you let it out and someone responds you don't have to give advice but typically you respond and say like oh that was really shitty i'm so sorry yes (laughs) i mean sometimes you don't even know you need advice until you're actually talking about it yeah you're like actually i actually don't even know what to say to her i actually don't even know (laughs) yes but i also think i'm definitely the friend also who like i like if you know me y'all i'm not texting hey like i'm not a texter i will voice note you I will Ooh, send baby. you, even if it's a three-second voice note going, I'm good, thanks. How are you, friend? And I'll send it. I, I <laughs> okay, that's petty, Julie. I think, that's so petty. I'm texting that. <laughs> no, I think it's something my friends really hate. Like, <laughs> I have a friend who's given me a curfew. She's been like, girl, you cannot voice note me past 10 p.m., okay? I'm dead. I'm with my man. I am busy. <laughs> I cannot. I cannot be listening to voice notes because that means I need to leave the room or I need to pause the movie, and I'm not doing that. So yes. I've had to brain myself in, particularly with her, because she is like, I, she hardly sends me voice notes, hardly yeah. ever. So I, I, please, if you want to be my friend, please love my voice notes and accept them, <laughs> because I will send you many podcasts, a mini podcast. On, Amen. Don't ask me how my day was. Don't ask me how am I doing really. Don't ask me no. that a little bit too sincerely, and you might get an eight-minute mixtape girl girl it's the don't ask it to me sincerely don't here's my thing people hardly be asking me how i'm doing but when you actually do ask me i just want you to know i'm i'm at the point in my life where i'm like do you actually want to know and they're like yeah you do (laughs) yeah i'm so sorry this is why i have a whole podcast 
because yeah. I talk. Y'all that don't want to listen to what I think, and y'all don't want to listen to how I'm feeling. So I'm gonna put it on a podcast. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Somebody's gonna listen to this today. Okay, that's all I know. Somebody gonna listen. That's that is so yeah. funny to me. But I think what yeah. also is interesting is like love, right? So we love mm-hmm. our partners, we love our families, we love our friends. But the thing about love that is has resonated with me for the past few months is like you love people not the way you want to be loved but how they want to be loved right and so at least you should a healthy relationship is not based off of you it's like what we were saying about auditions acting is not for you it's for your audience your love is not for you it's not about what can I what has other people done for me it's about what can I do for other people right and it yeah. doesn't mean be selfless and and not the toxic version of selfless I, I'm convinced there are two different versions of that of that saying right being mm-hmm. selfless um, but the selfless of like I have boundaries and we're clear and we're all honest with those and nobody's crossing them and and we're all safe right we're all safe to be ourselves but there's also this freedom and loving someone else within that within that safe space Mm. i am loving on you the way the best way that i know how which may not be the best way that you know how right i have to accept that because that means i have to accept you but then there's also i love on you the way that you want to be loved not the way that i want to love you like listening to your voice notes is a way to love on you because we all know truly like sending voice notes if you're naya's friend you know naya's very quiet when it comes to how is she actually doing you actually have to probe me it, my friends have gotten to the point where they're like my mom and my mom it's so funny that now my friends are literally picking up on the things that my own mother does so of the five of me and my siblings my mom knows if you really want to know how i'm doing you have to get me alone you have to sit me down or you have to sneak in my room when i've like wandered off away from everyone else and go okay so what's really going on like and then i'll open up to you like for in the beginning you're like oh everything's okay like nine seems to be cool she she's she's vibing nah there's a whole like machine going on up here in this brain okay so if you actually ask me i will answer but just know if you don't care i will pick up on that and you will not be getting the full the full one too okay so don't take it personal but I, i also feel a vibe i feel people's energy i know i'm not gonna unload on you because i know what that feels like right and also, yeah, as being yeah. the unloaded person, you, you kind of just get used to it. I don't know. It's an unfortunate mm-hmm. thing. But, like, when you're used to loving on people in such a particular way and learning how to love people, how they want to be loved, and then you don't get that back, it's almost like you expect sure. people not to do that for you. Not to. Yeah. And, I mean, there's nothing as painful as, I think we were talking about this the other day, like, of, like, unrequited love or, like, yes. a love that's not reciprocated. And I mean that in every way. Like, yes. I have cousins who I love with all my heart, but they've just not chosen me, you know? Like, they've literally just been like, we're good on you, (laughs) you know? (laughs) And it's been the hardest thing ever because I think I assumed this big sister role in their lives because I'm obviously older and they would come over when we were younger and we'd have a great time. But, like, in their growing up, I guess they saw parts of me that they didn't like or didn't appreciate or would rather just not share parts of themselves with me, you know, mm-hmm. so I'm blocked on like their social medias wow. or, you know, they don't check up on me when I check up on them or like they don't come over anymore. Like all those things, you know, and I'm yeah. just like so heartbroken about that because I love these cousins with all of my heart, yeah. you know, and it's tough to love a friend 
to love a sister and have them just not quite love you the same. Yeah. It is really, really a difficult thing. I mean, yeah, in romantic relationships, it's tough, it's whatever. But like, we almost expect that from niggas. Like, it's fine, it's whatever. Like, <laughs> please we'll, repeat we'll that. Eat some ice cream. We'll cry. <laughs> we'll get over it. We'll, we'll cry. <laughs> Where's my sisters, pint? At the ready. <laughs> it's exactly. But from our sisters, it's such a different thing, you know. Like, honestly, honestly, that thing is tough. And I think being the people who, if you have experienced offloading on someone. And yeah. feeling like they don't quite hold that space for you, they don't quite catch you, they don't they don't hold you up in that moment and create room and capacity to hold you and what you're bringing. Oh, when that's happened to you one too many times, you're just you just not turn off. Put yourself in that situation where you could maybe be caught and maybe not, you know. But I want to get to like, what do you think you bring to a friendship? right like yeah like yeah we want friends who are supportive or whatever but like what's the one thing where you're like you know what you can never tell me that i'm not this or i don't do this yeah. for you when you come to a friendship this is what you bring to the table and it's the reason why you'll get up and leave if it's not being served back mm, see it's that caveat that's my undoing um it's that it's the second part of what you said that's my shit um yeah i don't even know if and i'm i'm figuring this out for myself the reason why i say that second part is a little bit harder for me is because i'm learning as much as i thought i cut people off um left and right i'm learning it's not so much i cut them off i disappear i become a recluse i i go ghost like i know that sounds messed up but i'll say it on the airwaves i'm sorry i go ghost Mm -hmm. i lose interest very quickly um, if it's not required, I step back. You have to meet me. Um, if my heart isn't in it, I'm not going to give it my all. Right. And I'll try. I will try multiple times. Again, how I love may just be different than the way you love. And yeah. that's I'm becoming to understand that is OK. It is a painful yeah. lesson, but it is OK. But I think yeah. in that same vein, what I bring to the table is and this is maybe part of the reason why I can say like I will I can definitely go ghost and disappear but if you need me here here's my skill if you need me I will always be there it doesn't matter mm. this is the messed up part it does not matter how bad we ended or what things went wrong most of the time I don't deal with people who are the scum of the earth so I don't have to worry about mm. the worst case scenario I know most people's brains are like okay but what if they did don't even go that far I'm going to just let you know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't deal with the scum of the earth. So I don't even have to worry about the most extreme versions. Some I've been in some bad situations. Some people have done me yeah. definitely wrong. Don't get me wrong. But yeah, I will not do them wrong. That is the one thing mm-hmm. I will definitely tell you. If you need me, yeah. I am there. It may not be Absolutely. the exact way you want it. It may not be the exact time. I got a job there, right? Uh, I'm not a superhero. I don't just appear. Uh, but I will always be there for you. I am only yeah. ever a call away. Only ever a call away. If you delete my number, that's on you. If you forget you have my number, yeah. that's on you. But I typically don't erase people out of my life. I just mm. don't. I, I will quietly be in the background see you on social media, wave to you as I pass, you know, type thing. I'm very cordial. Yeah. But I will always be there for you if you need me. You have to say something for me to know. Yeah, you have to tell me. You have to tell me you need me. Exactly. But if you need me, I'm always there. What about you, Tools? Yeah. 
That's interesting. Um, I think for me, it is. I'm very loyal. Yeah. I am very loyal in and out of the friendship. Mm. So, um, I've 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 definitely failed at this sometimes, but I think with age, I've definitely gotten better at it. You know, like the older you get, the more you know, obviously. But um, I'd say from like 22 to now. I am fiercely loyal as a person. I think as I'm a Sagittarius also, so <laughs> y'all are loyal to be fiercely loyal to me too. Yes. I will never tell your secrets. Yeah. I will never discuss the things that you've discussed. Whether we hate each other, whether we pass the streets and spit on each other, I will never tell people the things that you've told me. Yeah. Um, and like I said, if you knew me before 22, please don't hold me to that because I had a mouth and I would, you know, talk, <laughs> you know, but, um, the really deepest, darkest parts of your life that I know, that I know nobody else can hold, I would never, ever, even outside of friendship. Yeah. But I will also leave. That's <laughs> another thing about me. Don't ever, don't ever think I won't leave. Don't ever think that if you wanted to leave for some petty ass reason, don't ever think I would chase you. Don't ever think I'm going to beg you to stay in my life. Um, yes, there is fighting for a friendship. And maybe that's the line I don't quite know. I think my pride is a little bit too consuming at this point in my life. Yeah. Where I'm so concerned with protecting my dignity and my integrity that I will never grovel to stay in somebody's life. Uh, that's just where I'm at. And it's something I'm working on. I'm not saying I'm like super proud of it. I'm yeah. really not. But because I, mean, I do think that... I sometimes miss the mark of fighting for a friendship. I if would you say, show me signs that you don't want to be here anymore, sis, I'm opening the door for you. Yeah. I don't have time. I don't have time to be begging people to stay in my life. If you don't want to be here, please leave. Oh, please, please. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, and I say this all the time, even to my boyfriend, I say, I'm just not in the business of keeping people where they don't want to be. I'm not. That's I'm a lot not. of work. If you don't want to be here, please go. Please go. Yeah. So yeah, that, that those are the two things that are guaranteed about me. <laughs> yeah. I was just going to say I feel like from from our friendship, right? Like you you got pushed there. Like I wouldn't say that that's your natural like tendency of just being like yeah. see ya. <laughs> like yeah. you got pushed there, you know? But so. we haven't been to a point where it's the end of the friendship now. Like yeah, you know, fair. like silly arguments and silly like misunderstandings that's like really nothing i'm i'm really good at conflict resolution i'd yeah. like to say <laughs> with friends maybe not in my relationship but in with friends <laughs> i'm really good with resolving conflict rare um, <laughs> you need to get it <laughs> rare will tell you i'm not good because i just want to be right all the time i feel but it. in my I friendships it. i think i'm definitely different like we've never got into an end of the road situation. We've never been in a situation where it's like, well, are we going to be friends after this? Dude, why like, would is there we a friendship? <laughs> is there a friendship to salvage after this? But that's what I'm saying is like, if you push me to that point, like I will say for me, if you push me to that point, even if you won't fight, it was like, I'm a fighter. I am a fighter, not a yeah. lover. I will tell you it over and over. I will fight yeah. you on anything I love. Right. And yeah. my relationships yeah. and my friendships and, and my love for another human being is like the ultimate thing I got. Like if I ain't got nothing else, yeah. even if I don't have my word, I will always have my love for another human being. So I feel like Absolutely. even if a person doesn't fight for 
me, I have the blessing and the curse of naturally wanting to fight for other people, right? Mm. So I think as much as, if we ever even did get to that point, I feel like even if you were like, you know what, I'm good on this. I'd be like, but I'm not. Like, Mm. can we talk it out? Can we do something about it? Like, but if I get to the point of indifference, that's when people should be afraid. That's when you should care. Because that means I've either moved on or I just don't even think it's worth it. And for someone who puts in so much work, on every little thing that they care about and are passionate about, that's scary. Like, people are like, you need to get to a point where you hate the guy when you've, like, broken up with him. No, I don't want to hate you. I want to love on you so <laughs> I much you. that I say, yeah. see ya. Like, that's how good I want to be when I'm done with somebody. I want to just be yeah. like, it was good while it lasted. Even if it was fucking shit, it was good while it lasted because I stayed for it. But I'm done. Yeah. I'm so good. I mean, if you listen to my episode with my mom, you'll know, like, I've made some really terrible friendship choices. And so yeah. I've been the fighter in so many of my friendships. Like, I've, I have fought. I have gone to birthday parties I wasn't invited to. I no! Have, I have bought gifts. I have, I have, you know, like, used my mom's phone to call friends and talk to them at midnight to use her midnight free minutes. Like, what? I've been that friend. Oh, I have, my gosh. I have done... I have done some groveling in my life. I've done some fighting in my life. Well, at the time, I thought it was, I'm fighting for the friendship. Oh, yeah. And nobody did that for me. Yeah, yeah, I feel it. Nobody pursued me like that. So I think I'm definitely scarred and and traumatized by that experience. So that is why I'm like, you know what? I'm good on you. I'm good on this. Like it's just not heavy. <laughs> I just I deserve I deserve so much better. It's okay. Yeah. We can let this go. It's cool. It's like cool. there are seven billion people in the world. We'll episode, find some friends, y'all. <laughs> this this episode is so cathartic for me. It's ridiculous. But quickly, as we wrap up, tell me a time of when sisterhood saved your life. Ooh, when has a it? quick one, Naya? <laughs> Sorry. Do this in twenty seconds. Oh I'm God, joking. God. <laughs> yeah, now I'm really gonna fail. If this was a test, I gotta ask guys. Um. I don't know. When has sisterhood saved me? I would say I don't want to bring up here recently. So, because I just feel like that's that's an easy cop out. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Okay, let me college. Go. I'll go first. Yeah, you can go. You okay, can go because okay. I don't have a specific okay, moment. Okay, college, right now. college. Okay, 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 okay. So, twenty nineteen hardest year of my life just broke up with my okay. yes, um, yes, yes. bestie uh-huh. uh you know this because this is when we started being friends yes um loneliest year of, year of my life hardest year of my life mm-hmm. but most beautiful in my career because i was part of a, a theater company and i traveled and i made work and that's what i did for a living and i loved it and um i'd gone into the company with two of my very good friends from school from drama school um shout out to alliance mm-hmm. and got into the company and literally just felt so alone and like i had no one but my boyfriend and i think we think it's um it's um romantic to be like my only friend is my boyfriend (laughs) and i was that girl in 2019 i was like my only friend is my boyfriend that's not healthy (laughs) it's very scary (laughs) very scary it is not okay for your only friend to be your boyfriend because what if it's Um, an unhealthy relationship that that's just really scary and i think I think even Rhea felt uncomfortable sometimes. I'd be like, you're my best friend. You're my only friend. And he'd be like, okay. I, I got friends too. Okay. <laughs> That's a lot of pressure. You know? Um, Aliyah, Smashley, and then a f- beautiful girl that we met in the company who had um, studied in a different institution, Lati, was in the company. And that sisterhood saved my life. That yeah. friendship saved my life. Those conversations we had on 
a bus to the Eastern Cape for the Grahamstown Arts Festival that saved my life. The mm. conversations we'd have as we're walking to the liquor store to go get some booze after a performance that saved my life. Those meals we had, um, you know, sitting around the table from each other and just eating, you know, whatever we could afford because it was nearly the end of the month and we had no money. Those <laughs> conversations saved my life. Love that. Um, the work we made saved my life. So, yeah, alias Bahle Lati in that 2019 because I spent most of my time with them because yeah. I worked with them, yeah. saved my life. In a year that I had lost so many people, so many people were just walking out my life, left, right, and center, you know, and so many people, I also decided to walk out of their lives, to yeah. be fair, you know. I was like, you can't hold me in this phase of my life. You don't know how to be a friend to me right now, right here. I'm out. I'm done. <laughs> Um, so yeah, that, that sisterhood saved me from, um, from loneliness. Um, but like the depths of loneliness, the darkest parts of loneliness. Yeah. Wow. It's cool because I know them. <laughs> yeah. It's cool because you know them. <laughs> it's cool. I'm like, yeah. oh, I know all three of these people. <laughs> yeah. But that also, I mean, we, we were talking while this was happening. So it, it is really cool to hear yeah. you talk yeah. about it and reflect. Um, okay, so I am very similar to Thule in the fact I have a squad, but my squad is very diverse. Like, that's the mm. one thing about my, my crew has always been like a litany of different culture and races and ethnicities, right? I, I don't yeah. know. Like, I'm just, uh, I'm weird like that. Um, <laughs> uh, so technically yes i have a group of black girlfriends but they don't necessarily know each other and they don't necessarily mm. even like each other and actually the two of them aren't even black <laughs> so it's like one is white and we've been friends since we were six um and mm. the other is mixed race and you would not tell the difference because in our specific like college squad, she's the only person who isn't black. So <laughs> we just kind of yeah. say like, she, she would be invited to the cookout. It's fine. Um, yeah. So I would say my college friends saved me um, mm. in a lot of ways. I've been realizing how much I've come into myself um, mm. in college. I know there are a lot of people who had really shitty, like high school or college mm. experiences. Right. And college just felt so alone because you're away from family and all these other things. But I got the privilege to have an amazing group of people. I was in a community of people who we all had similar interests in like activism and social justice and civil rights and things of that nature and community engagement. And that was a blessing. But on mm. top of that, like, we lived together. So it was not only like yeah. you had similar interests, but you were living together and y'all chose to live together. Um, yeah. So I made really great friends in that community. And then I got to go to my acting classes and be with my with my squad, right? Mm -hmm. So that's been kind of the coolest thing, I think, for me is the fact that I very similarly had forgotten what friendship was. I had my childhood mm -hmm. friends, but we never went, well, we hadn't gone to school together for a while. Um, and so I was still discovering my voice. Um, and then I did have a girl, a group of girlfriends, sisterhood um, group in high school as well. And all of my friends are awesome, right? But I'm different people with different friend groups, to be honest. Mm. I, I am a different version of myself with each group of people. Yeah. And my college friends, I didn't have to. 
And that has been the most liberating, I think, freedom of all was I was all of that. And then some, I was showing all my pieces and I wasn't judged. And I tried vice versa for them to just be there and just be present and just experience life and try different things with them and just laugh and joke and just feel like it's okay to be living. Like I have the tendency to not be happy with being happy. And with them, I have experienced all of the emotions and it, Mm -hmm. it feels amazing because it feels like the love I never felt before in a way yeah because we just got it we just we just get it with each other it's like I don't know we get to just be ourselves and I don't know if necessarily they feel the same way right like I don't know if they necessarily but it doesn't matter yeah it doesn't matter because I know what I experienced it's what it's done for you yeah 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 so for me that's it's important it's important what it does for you too yeah you know and it doesn't matter what it does for them exactly but you know what this is where we're gonna pocket this week. <laughs> We've given you almost an hour. I think this is definitely Ooh, good guys. enough to park. But I, I just want to end with this. Like I remember watching um, the girlfriends reunion thing. You know when they came oh. on Blackish and then they did that um, talk back after afterwards. Yeah. yeah, yeah, the talk back. Yeah, and I remember Tracy Ellis Ross talking about how she felt, who plays the character of Joan, and how yeah. she felt like, you know, in all of the, the, the five seasons, was it eight or five? I don't know. I think it was eight, but friends. yeah. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. And she was like, I really felt that uh, Joan's greatest love story was her friendships. Girl, Joan's yes. Joan's greatest love story was her girlfriends. Yes. And I just want to say that sometimes that is a thing, and it is okay yes. that your greatest love story is your girlfriends. Mm. Um because it is a very tumultuous, very multifaceted, multi-layered friendship that requires a whole lot of emotional intelligence and um, learning and unlearning, you know, um, that for many of us, our greatest love stories will be our girlfriends. And not that we don't have romantic love, but it just becomes the biggest narrative in our lives. And um, that's okay too. Yeah. That's all I want to say. Yeah. Sometimes your person is your girlfriend. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That's so true. But anyways, guys, thank you so much for listening this week. We will catch you again next week with some more chit-chatting a little too much on a topic that uh, we all want to talk about. Okay. Cool. See you guys next week. Bye. Bye, guys. They say April showers bring May flowers. Well, this May, for Mother's Day, birthdays, anniversaries, and all your floral needs, head to Cam Florist, where flowers can be purchased online and in person right down the street from the historic Motown Museum. Bring your own vase or order from scratch. Make sure to let someone you love know how much they mean to you with Cam Florist Arrangements. Located at Brazelton's Florist and camflorist.com.